are gonna be the best mom. I'm an amazing mother. You are the best mom in the whole world. Lady, you are the best mom ever. Welcome to The Mom Show, My Talk 1071's new show featuring guests and topics that all good moms will want to hear. The phone lines are open for your questions. Am I doing this right? 651-641-1071 or email the show at mytalk1071.com, keyword mom. Yes, please email us, call us, listen to us every chance you get. It's the mom, the mom show here on My Talk 1071. I am Ms. Shannon, and I love hosting the mom show because as a mom myself, I know I get busy. There's lots of things that I know that I should have floating around that would be very useful information to have deposited in my brain, and you just don't always get time. You're trying to figure out how to get your kid to sleep. You're trying to figure out how to get him to school. And so we are a repository of fantastic information for you and your family, and it's all in one location because we have a rotation panel of experts that come in every episode to impart wisdom uh, to all of the moms and the my talkers out there and this week again one of my favorite people Cassandra Brazier from clear step financial and momstalkmoney.com welcome back Cassandra thank you happy to be back thank you and you brought in a special guest today I do have a very special guest because it's also his birthday but yes. it's my husband Mike happy Hello, birthday thank Mike you. thank you appreciate it it's and so Mike tell us what you do in the financial world so I'm a, I guess the generic term would be I am a financial wholesaler. Okay. So I work uh, in investments uh, and I work with financial advisors uh, in a multi-state region. Okay. So Cassandra, how does a financial wholesaler work with a financial advisor? So basically, um, financial advisors, all the different um, products and tools and things that we have to work with, a lot of times uh, wholesalers are a great resource because they represent whatever company and products, investment services, whatever it is. And so we we work with a lot of different companies. One of the companies happens to be the one that Mike works with. And sometimes people will ask us, is that how we met? And that's not how we met. <laughs> right. So we met at church, but uh, we but we're in the same industry. Right. So it's 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 fun in a lot of ways. You can imagine what the dinner conversation is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Lots of numbers. A lot of shop talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, Cassandra, one of the things that we thought was interesting about the difference between the kind of financial advisor that you are as a fiduciary, right? Am I doing that right? Yeah, got to think. Because uh, in my brain, I, there's another word I keep wanting to say, and you're like, that's not what it is. Like, I was <laughs> going to call you correct. an apothecary or something like that. But no, a fiduciary. So what's the differentiation again uh, with you as a financial advisor who is also a fiduciary? Absolutely. There are there are different standards of, um, of compliance and so forth than regulation. And a fiduciary is one that's at the highest standard where everything that you do and recommend and work with clients on, it has to be, first and foremost, absolutely in their best interest. So you have to put the client's in trust above everything else, which is, I think, what most people expect. Right. But that's not always the standard, depending on what your licensing is. Right. And speaking of licensing and standards, let's make sure we get this out of the way. Our disclosure for the morning as securities and advisory services are offered through Harbor Investment Inc. member FINRA SIPC. And I brought up the fiduciary thing again because, you know, we are going to give you some great advice. And I think it's mm-hmm. interesting that, um, you know, since we are talking about relationships mm-hmm. and it's going to wholeheartedly go all in our relationships because a lot of the advice that we give sometimes makes me sound like I am a buzzkill on love. Um, because, <laughs> and I say that. Because we talk to you where you go, well, maybe you shouldn't commingle your funds right away or maybe you should know about this. And, you know, and we do the same thing when we have like Deanne Doulas, our family attorney. And when we start talking about things that you can do to safeguard yourself mm-hmm. and it sounds like you're going, but love is terrible and it will cost me money. 
Only sometimes, <laughs> right? So we're what we're trying to do is make sure that you have a healthy relationship, not only with your money, but the way that you think about it so that that mm-hmm. can then, you know, just basically uh, uh, infuse itself throughout your relationships with your family and your friends and your loved ones as well. Absolutely. One of the reasons that I thought this would be a good topic, um, and Mike and I have talked about this many, many occasions, but... And so many people, I think, have finances as one of the issues in their relationships. Right. Um, whether it's before marriage or whether it's once they're married, um, maybe it's with other extended family. But I think money can be a real issue in people's relationships. We wanted to specifically kind of dive into with couples, right? Right. Because there are, there's so many facets and ways that you could take this conversation, but we're just hoping that by even talking about some of our own experiences and struggles and challenges and lessons that we've learned that it could be helpful to people and in ways that, you know, again, with both of our backgrounds, you know, where we can bring in some of that expertise to be able to give some insights and tools and tips to people on ways to, in a healthy way, be able to make that conversation about finances and money a lot easier in people's relationships. And I know personally from two different perspectives, I appreciate that there were some things that my ex-husband and I didn't talk about until after we were married. Mm -hmm. And we just learned that we think very differently about the way things are um, uh, handled financially. And it was something that over time it did start to cause a wedge between the two of us because it was something there. You know, they were both habit habits and patterns and Mm -hmm. thought process that were not changeable. We were just not on the same page as much as we tried to eventually go. Oh, that's just what they're like. It caused a lot of problems, but yeah. it also, uh, you know, has helped me out just from from talking to you and Deanne. It has really changed my framework as a single lady. Now, mm-hmm. there's things that I consider red flags that young Shannon never would have looked at. <laughs> like, like, and so I appreciate you bringing up this information because as I am going and doing and doing the whole dating scene. Sometimes a guy will say something and I'll go, that is not sexy. That is not the way I think about my money. You're no longer cute. And I think it's good to kind of just give people that information to go. Here's some Mm -hmm. questions that maybe you should ask Mm -hmm. that, you know, you don't want to necessarily put them on your Tinder profile. But maybe maybe we should go all in by that. By the end of the show, we can go. Here's some things to add to your. It could be. It could be. Yeah. Take some notes. Take some notes and feel free to call in with questions. (laughs) And you do have an event that's coming up very soon. Right. That's going to be talking about some some great things about relationships with money. Absolutely. There's an event coming up um, this Wednesday, and it's something that's hosted by Sunrise Banks. Um, a good friend had reached out and she asked, Mary Stoick had asked uh, that I be part of this panel, that they're going to be talking about uh, money and different capacities of relationships. I love Sunrise. They're one of my favorite banking yeah, institutions. Yeah, absolutely. In the they're a great mm-hmm. community bank, mm-hmm. and uh, and they're, they're hosting it at the Modern Well uh, facility. But the, the the conversation is going to be about whether it's conversations with your spouse, business owners, aging parents, children. I mean, this this conversation is more expanded. And uh, and, and there's going to be a panel of people ranging from um, one person's a journalist who writes about money and economics and things. There's also going to be um, a licensed psychologist and then also uh, a family law uh, attorney will be there. And then I'll be on the panel as well. So you'll be hearing about money conversations and perspectives from all these different fields of expertise. I'm really excited about it. I think it'll be such a neat event. So I have it posted on the Moms Talk Money Facebook page. And you can go there and register for the event through Facebook. Um, you can also, I'm sure you can get information from it from Sunrise Bank uh, if you have questions. Well, Cassandra, and we'll bring Mike back into the conversation. I mean, part of what you wanted to talk about today is just you guys are both financial experts and you still have these uh, discussions and challenges at home, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So how does that pop up and manifest itself? And how did you go? You know what? We're going to talk about this so that we can kind of tell everybody that this happens to everyone. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's a good question. You know, and I would say this, it, it is interesting too, because you would think the two professionals, right? right? Uh, we, you wouldn't have any issues. You wouldn't have anything uh, because uh, you, you know it, right? Yeah. You, you know it like the back of your hand and that's not necessarily the case. Uh, there's always different things and you can't plan for every variable. Right. Uh, and of course, so, and, and naturally we won't be able to on this call either, but mm-hmm. I think it's, it's important to know that there are certain things and certain basic fundamentals that I think that you might be able to that you can structure, that you can come across, and certainly dialogue is always going to be key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, why do you think that this is such a hard topic for couples to talk about? I think that money has a lot of emotions tied to it, and it depends, too, on maybe what your upbringing was with money, if you saw your parents fighting about it, if you experienced different issues with money. I think all that comes into play, um, and especially, like in our case, we got married um, basically in our thirties, I was, I think I was just about 30 at that mm-hmm. point. And so, you, you know, you go through quite a bit of life then on your own at that point right. with your own habits and right. ways of handling money and working with your own budget and things. And so you try and take two people. And I think this is common nowadays where a lot of people do wait a little bit longer, maybe to get married than what would we would consider previous generations. Right. But then you have all that time to get into your own habits. And more frequently, I think more often than not, you end up getting set in your ways as well. Yes. It becomes more, you don't become as malleable as you once were. No, I am a good testament to that. But I think we also get people that, you know, you wait a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. But then the other thing is that you are now on your second marriage. And so you definitely have basically hard coded in a lot of habits by the time you get there. That can be the case too with a lot of people. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's one of those things where you, you, you just kind of feel like the way you've been doing things is the right way, <laughs> right. of course, <laughs> right? Because you were doing it that well, way. Exactly. Right way. <laughs> so you have two people that come together that really think that their way is the way to handle it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the challenges is trying to come to a point where you can figure out, okay, how are we going to do this together now? What ways are we going to agree on doing things? And sometimes I think you have to let go of what you felt was the right way to make it something that you do together. That's right. You don't always have to be, I think, in tow or in step with every aspect of every aspect of your finances. But I would say overall, I think it's important to to have some level of understanding about what's the best procedure moving forward, because everything always doesn't work for me, especially if you're set in your ways. Mm hmm. Well, we are going to give you some more tips for that and also share some keys to having a good relationship with your money and with your spouse or potential spouse. And we're going to have some time to take your questions. You can always contact us here at The Mom Show at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Cassandra Brazier from ClearStep Financial and MomsTalkMoney.com. Welcome back to The Mom Show here on My Talk 107. I'm Miss Shannon in studio also today, Cassandra Brazier from ClearStep Financial and Mom. TalkMoney.com. She also brought in her lovely financial partner and husband, so life partner as well. <laughs> Mike Brazier is with us as well, and they're going to talk to us this morning about financial health in your relationship and mm-hmm. some key strategies for making sure that that happens. Because you guys, both professionals in the industry, still have pitfalls, struggles that you have to deal with. We sure do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I thought it could even be helpful uh, just to even talk about some of those things that may have been challenges for us. Again, two people coming from a background where we were both running businesses at the time when we got married. Um, But again, getting married later in life and being able to have built in certain habits and uh, and ways of handling money. So we're trying to figure all that out and bring that all together. Right. 
Right. I think, and then that's part of it too. Again, it's, it's all the experiences that we brought in independent of each other and then to integrate all of that in the future. And then of course, integrate families and so on, so much. There's so much you're doing at the time. And a lot of times I think finances can go to the wayside in the midst of, of trying to include everything else. Mm-hmm. Do you have a strategy on how to start a healthy conversation about this versus waiting until you're in the midst of drama? Absolutely and then not. trying, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's when a lot of it comes up. You're like, well, now we're fighting, and we need to have this discussion. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's key too to understand that every conversation should not should not lead to a domestic, right? Right. <laughs> you hope, right? But some of these are serious enough that they could, right? Mm-hmm. And I so I think that that is part of it. Is so we I know that we at least started initially back in the day with with really trying to have some just very basic conversations initially. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was just as, as we were still dating uh, and going through that process and, and understanding that that was, that it was courting, right? right. Eventually towards marriage. And I think that a big part of that for us was wanting to be proactive in discussing some of these things. So mm-hmm. we would just, but we cover little bits. It's right. it, try to cover all your variables in one conversation. I think that's where a lot of the times I think the, the frustration and the angst can come in. But I think we also thought we did a good enough job before we got married having those conversations, (laughs) right? Because then you go into marriage and you think you're on the same page in all these areas. And then it's not till circumstances come up that you maybe realize, huh? I thought we talked about this. (laughs) I thought we were on the same page. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think even having certain conversations, that's one of the things we'll we'll get to Mm -hmm. is certain topics and things to really dig into. And maybe you're already married. And if these are some things you haven't talked about yet, too, they're good conversations to have. Right. But just, again, some of the difficulties that we had early on. Yeah, right. And I think it was just really interesting to give you a quick background on some of the things that have happened with us when we first when we first started coming to... Let's open this up. <laughs> here it is. Get ready, everybody. Don't take too many notes. Uh, no, I think part of, part of it when we first uh, when we first were newly married, right, and we had had all these conversations, and we're feeling good about ourselves, and we're, right, we're on the road, and of course we got this licked, especially yeah. with our background, and 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 part of it was I understood that we would be integrating some of Cassandra's family and, and without getting into too many of the details there. So she had some siblings that were also living with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then another another young young man was here for for uh, for a number of things for a hockey camp and a few other things. Well, next thing you know, at any <laughs> it given, was a revolving door. It, it was. <laughs> so at any given door. time, we had about five to fourteen people staying with us. We're all living on top of each other. You can imagine what that did to our budget. Right. <laughs> it just blew it up. Because you're like, wait, there's people here, but they're not tenants, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. They're just here and they're eating things and they're doing stuff. What, how uh, are we are we sponsoring all of these people? <laughs> and so you didn't know that you got, you just, did you just, Cassandra, did you just go, we'll have a couple people every once in a while. <laughs> well, and then he was like, wait, this is an entire football team. <laughs> Some things came up. You know, after the fact, after we were married, like having the one gentleman, you know, stay with us. That was something that we both decided on and agreed on. Right. Mm-hmm. But it, but it, it's those things that you don't necessarily realize how that because you can have a budget and working within it. And we even there was some compensation for him staying with us. But still, it, it changes everything. Right? right. And then all of a sudden your budget's different and you're factoring all these other things. So I think there can be situations that, again, are not foreseeable. Mm-hmm. And, right. and it's it's being able to the biggest thing I can say is when you're having conversations conversations try to, to take out the emotion right because when you've got a high emotion situation it's really difficult to have anything constructive come out of it and then it is difficult because a lot of times you're you said it doesn't come up until you're already emotional mm-hmm. right. that's when you care right. about it you're like wait a minute i'm already here right so being able to sit there and 
take a step back and go, maybe right. I should talk about this in the morning. That's not, not might not always work either because now you're laying there all night just getting more amped up about this yeah. conversation that you need to have with somebody about your finances and what's going on. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. It, it was just, it made it interesting too because, you know, even again, I, I don't want to say even as financial professionals, I, I just remember that some of this as we're allocating dollars towards towards retirement, towards a number of other things as well, when you don't, Fulfill, fully plan some of these things out, right? We found ourselves even uh, overdrafting yeah. because we didn't have yeah. enough in this particular account because we had allocated it over here and didn't plan for it. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then you find we got find ourselves getting frustrated with each other, right? Um, so I, you're I, like, we technically have the money, right? But we don't. <laughs> that's we right. can't plan enough. Hit. Uh, yeah, right. I've done that before. You're like, mm-hmm. I'm doing the right thing. All my auto de- deposits go to these, and I'm right. playing this off. And yeah. they're like, well, wait a minute, I ran out of cash. Yeah, you don't think about it that way because you're trying right. to do the quote unquote right thing the whole time with mm-hmm. your money that sometimes the right thing ends up costing you thirty dollars because now you had an overdraft. Right. It is very frustrating. Right. It's very frustrating. So we had our share of of those frustrating moments. There were certain things we did right. I mean we we uh, we planned we got insurance in place right away. That was yeah. a big thing because we knew we were starting a family and right away we made sure that we had enough life insurance for each other. Um because that right. is one of those things where you just don't know what could or you know may or may not happen? You you always you you pray that that never will be an issue, right? right. But you always want to plan for that, and that that's one of the things I know we did right. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I think there was a number of things that we tried right. to do to be proactive with regards to even insurance. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what the laws are anymore, but at the time you can you can integrate some of your insurance ahead of time to get a to get a discounted break. So okay. they have multiple cars mm-hmm. and, and the home and, and combining that all together. So we did a number of things ahead of time, trying to be ahead of the curve. Yeah. Um, and, and it was, and I, I think that they really helped to set us up. Uh, but I think a big part of it too was the fact that we dialogued. Yes. Even in the midst of frustration or it, it, it was constant dialogue about mm-hmm. other ways that we can improve and I think better organize ourselves. And it was harder in the earlier years. It really was because we were still getting used to being married. Again, still kind of clinging to the habits and things, the way that each of us wanted to handle our our money and our finances. And so now we can, it's a lot easier to dialogue about it and to, and to talk about things. And we do, we, we check in about this stuff. So those are some of the things that we're going to kind of go through as, as far as, uh, recommendations and some tips for people. And Cassandra and Mike, one of the things you mentioned at the beginning of that uh, that statement is that, you know, we like to be right. So <laughs> for the two of you, how did that work out? Did you, as you were doing this dialogue and going, okay, can we both be right? Is there some way that mm-hmm. we do it? So what worked for you as you guys were having this dialogue and communicating about how should we come up with a strategy as a us? Mm-hmm. So I'd say the short answer is yes. I think okay. you both can be right. Okay. Uh, but I think what's also is key, equally as important is to recognize when you may be wrong. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Um, yeah. <laughs> that is a good point. One of the things that we had to do is, go, again, going into marriage, we both had our own budgets. And right. we So we felt like we were good on the budget side. But what we had to do was really integrate those together Okay, is make our put our budgets together because that's one of the areas where we were, we, when we got married, we both, we both were on each other's banking accounts okay. so we could work together with that. Um, but we primarily then kind of handled, he handled his bank account primarily and I handled mine. And then we kind of worked out our finances, but then we were doing our own budgeting in, in the beginning. And that's where we ran into some issues like with overdrafting. Cause we would get caught up over here with this and that. And we weren't, you know, again, we, we explained some of the, unique challenges during that time with other people too. But, 
But we've gotten to a point where we're really, we've smoothed that out. We've got a joint budget that we both work from together. Okay. Right. I'm and, gonna, and, we, and we revisit it. And we are going to, we're going to come to some important information after you go to break. But before we go to break, I'm going to ask you this question. So everybody's been talking about the Mega Millions uh, and winning a ton of money, right? Mm-hmm. And so some of my couple friends, we, they, were, they were throwing this idea out there. If you won the millions mm-hmm. and you were married, mm-hmm. would you keep all the money in one pot or split the money up between the two of you? So as two financial professionals, what should we do? Oh, that's a loaded question, Well, first, we would take a vacation to plan that out. Okay, I fair think. enough. All right. <laughs> that would that's be right. the first step. Okay. <laughs> oh, but I think that's a good question. Mm-hmm. And, and, and a very short Reader's Digest answer would be, I think there should be a certain amount of money that each of you completely can decide independently Got what it. you mm-hmm. would do, whatever that's that right. amount is. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. But I think there does, there should be some independence, right? Right. I'd like to do this. You'd like to do that. And we can't fight over that part of it. Right. And then you let them do what they want to do with that. Again, within reason, right? Right. (laughs) I I would say when you start to talk of this kind of money, too, Mm -hmm. that that, that amount of dollars, Mm -hmm. it's... you will never outspend it. Right. So I think it's, it's, you it's, hope. it's, it's well, a little bit simpler. Some but, people uh, yeah, maybe yeah. could. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I guess there are, there are some people that do. <laughs> All right. Well, that is good to know. You guys sound very wise in that particular decision. And what are we going to cover when we get back? Well, when we get back, we're going to talk about some key topics to address in okay. your conversations about money. And we'll also take your questions. Again, the number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Cassandra Brazier from Clear Step Financial and Moms Talk Money here on The Mom Show. Welcome back to The Mom Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Miss Shannon in studio also from Clear Step Financial and of Mom Talk, MomsTalkMoney.com. Cassandra Brazier, our friend and financial advisor, is here. And <laughs> I started a little candle where we started talking about uh, what you would do if you would win the Mega Millions. And I think that that was a good point, though, because it is something important to go, are you on the same page with the way you think mm-hmm. about money? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is part of what we're talking about today is trying to make sure that you and your partner or potential partner are on the same page or at least can get to being on the same page financially. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Oh. And it's I, I think it's natural that you're going to have some differences in opinions. I think that it's it, it can okay. happen. Right. And it is OK. And it can happen. Right. I think more often than not, it happens that you're going to find that just because of everyone's vastly different backgrounds and right. upbringings. I think it can happen that people have very similar philosophies, but I think that's more of the exception. So I think if you're in a situation in a relationship where you do see things very differently, I think that's not uncommon. It's just a matter of figuring out how to work together still with those differences and being able to make it work for you. But not be also afraid to look outside of that, right? Look outside to other professionals and and an advisor and what have you to integrate that at whatever stage you're at, whether you're winning the millions mm-hmm. or, or billions in this case, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or again, you're just starting to get started along that line. I think it's always important to always look outside of yourself to, to look to professionals for that additional help and guidance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, by the way, if anyone does win the millions, I am a financial advisor, and, or the billions, whatever you win. If I win the billions, I'm keeping you. You're going to be like, right, you'll be Jenna. the second phone call that I make. The second okay. phone call. I got to call my mom first and say that I won the mega millions. But then I'll call you, Cassandra. Go, All right. Shh, don't tell anybody else, Cassandra. <laughs> it's just you and me for right now. Let's figure out what we're going to do with these billions. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. 
<laughs> so as far as topics then to dialogue about, let's talk a little bit about that. And I think, like we said, the best thing is to make sure it's a healthy dialogue. Okay. And that you're not angry and you don't hold on to maybe things that happened in the past and resentments. Maybe maybe they were legitimate resentments, but it's not going to be productive bringing it into this conversation that already can be very emotionally charged. Right. That's a, that would be a big recommendation. Try and put all that stuff aside so that you can at least have a healthy dialogue about some of these topics. And one of the first ones I recommend people talk about are your goals, okay. are your financial goals. And those could be personal. What are some of your individual goals? But then it could also be what are some goals we might have together that we're working towards? Right. And I think it's always and continuing to to revisit those goals, mm-hmm. whether they be personal or professional or the integration of the, you know, all, all, all of that. Mm-hmm. I, I think it can be powerful to because they will change right. as, as children are, are involved or, or as children leave. Right. Um, I, I think that all a lot of these can change. And, and that's OK as well is to have a goals that are that are consistently being malleable as well. Mm hmm. Like for us, I know before we were married, I real classic cars were never on my radar. <laughs> and that's something that Mike really has a passion for. He thinks they're really neat. He wants to do, you know, work with them and restore classic cars and things. So that's one thing that we incorporated into some of, I mean, those are more his goals, but it's something too that I support him in. Right. And that it, it'd Thank be you, fun. Dear. You're welcome. <laughs> There this has to be a, a fun for those kind of things, right? This is marital bliss. So, I get it. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those things where you work together on areas that are really important to the other person, and you build that into your overall financial goals then. Right. Or having rental property. That's something that his family has always done and had. Right. And and so it's those kinds of things that that you kind of, again, you work together. My family's out of state. I like to be able to go travel and visit them and so forth. So there's different areas. And again, that's all it takes money to do any of those things. So to be able to work together with each other on a good, a good balance. Right. I I think, and, and, and some of that too is the fact that, um, I had never considered this as well, right? So some of the traveling, of course, I love to travel. Yes. I had never considered my, my family being local and so on and so forth. So as, as she started to bring some of the things up that she saw as some of her goals, I think it, it was important for me to really take pause. And that's part of it. And really make earnest, earnestly consider implementing some of that. And, and how would that look for our own goals as well together? As and well. just acknowledging how important that was for Absolutely. her to be able to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. There. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I think another good conversation is what does retirement look like for you? Because this is one thing when I sit down with people, and this is why I think an advisor can be really helpful for some of these conversations, too, is because because a lot of these things incorporate money into these goals, into the conversations. And so to have an advisor sit down with you and maybe help you look at how that's monetized how does, if you want to be a snowboard and retire in a warmer climate in the winter, how does that play into your retirement goals? What are there things you could be doing now, even if you're a little ways out from retirement or if you're really close to retirement? Are there things you could be doing now that would help set you up for that? Do you want to go retire in another country? Right. right. Do you, are your kids grown and they're across the country and so you want to move? How does all of that look? Or do you just plan on wanting to travel and visit them more often? So all these kinds of things as you're kind of ongoing, checking in, having conversations are really good things to bring up. And it has to be fluid. Mm -hmm. It really does. We don't know exactly where our kids are going to end up. Right. And and naturally, I think most of us have that 
have that, you know, that the, it's going to tug on our heartstrings. So you're going to want to do more visiting and you're want you're going to want to do more traveling to, to visit with them. And, but again, it, being a snowbird and, but being on the same page and, and, um, and focusing on a, on a professional to help you with some of this as well, will will make a big difference in the overall, uh, how early you can do that and how, how soon you can implement some of these things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what else, as we are continuing these dialogues, uh, what are, are there some other red flags that if you start talking to your partner and you go, oh, this does not seem like it's going well, we should throttle back. And there are there ways that you suggest to ease those speed bumps that you might uh, encounter during these conversations? So I think one of the one of the biggest things is to have some kind of a budget. Okay. And and sometimes I think people think that budget is it's uh, constraining or it's restrictive or it's whatever right. the case is. But what's really interesting is when you sit down and first start with whatever your goals are. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, again, this is what we want retirement to look like now. Anyway, that could change. Right. But you have to have a starting point. This is what age we'd like to retire at. Once you have a starting point, and again, this is where an advisor can come in because an advisor can sit down with you and say, then you want to start saving this much per month, or this is how you want to maybe shift this, or this is in a good place. Leave that there. Yes. You're doing a good job here. Keep doing what you're doing here. So it, sitting down with someone, you can see where you're at compared to what your goal is, but then you also will know what it would take to get to your goal. So if you know what that kind of that problem solving is, and you have that number, then putting a budget in place to be able to solve for accomplishing that, or at least starting Mm -hmm. and then maybe working towards accomplishing getting to where you want to be at and on track towards your goals that becomes a driving force it's not just we should cut back on this or we're doing too much of this or we're spending too much in this area but it actually gives it a meaning and a purpose to why you're doing it and i think more people then are more apt to make those decisions and it doesn't feel like you're missing out or you're losing out on not Doing some of those things. You're winning something right. else. Right. What you're getting in the future, the future benefit is that much greater and it's that much more important than right. going out to dinner more often or than going and doing that, those shopping sprees as often. Right. And it's, so that's, I think, one of the biggest things is being able to have some kind of budget that reflects what your goals are and that will help get you on track towards those goals and then working yeah. together. And don't be afraid to add to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Add to it or, or take away at times. Sometimes yep. that's going to be beneficial as well. But it's always having the the talk and to have two of you talking about some of those things as well can be a lot more beneficial than just you deciding on your own. Uh, I, I think it's time that we just cut this out and right. then take everyone else by surprise. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing, too, that I hear people say a lot is, well, that person takes care of the money, right. the finances. And that's one of those things where that may be the case, but it's good to be on the same page still because... I guarantee that other person is still making buying decisions. So they need to be on the same page as the other person to be able to make all the, be on the same page on the right track, really, Mm -hmm. so that they're not outside of the lines of whatever you're trying to work towards. Right. Because that that probably does just increase the conflict that you would have because people, some of it ends up feeling blindsided. Absolutely. And and one of the big things, too, is that you want to build in some kind of spending money for each other. That is, that's a bit, that's a big deal, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. Figure out in your budget, whatever that looks like, but a lot, a certain amount that each of you can spend on whatever you want. You know, if it's, if it's, and, and actually, and Mike, what he'll do a lot of times too, is he'll just save that money. Yeah. He sure. just puts it aside mm-hmm. and then he'll have some money saved up and then he'll do whatever with it. So y- you can do either thing, but then what's nice is again, you've got that money set aside for 
doing what you want with it. It does sound like it's, it is, is encouraging this honest dialogue that you have with you and your partner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even if we back up to when you were talking about uh, these conversations before you get into a relationship, it probably is one of those things where it's like, how open can we be with each other mm-hmm. about these kind of things? Mm-hmm. You know, could probably be a determining factor on how you're going to deal with them if you do decide to, to right. actually, you know, stay in a relationship. Mm-hmm. That sounds very difficult. I mean, I get it. You know, where there's, if you're not on the same page and you haven't had these conversations before, like in my previous relationship, I was the one that handled the bills. Mm -hmm. And one of our biggest fight was over, I thought we had a bunch of things covered and it turns out we didn't because he hadn't told me about some bills. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I was spending money over here. I didn't need these shoes. I didn't need all this stuff. I thought we had spending money. It didn't matter to me to get whatever you know, superfluous thing I was buying if I had known that we had had bills. Right. Right. You know, I would have covered those first. Mm -hmm. I think debt, debt is one of those things that I see in a lot of relationships that can creep up and Mm -hmm. people are almost afraid to talk about. They're embarrassed because they feel like maybe they shouldn't have gotten into it in the first place or something happened that was, uh, you know, a specific situation that they were in that they feel that they just, they don't like to talk about. So I think that's one of the biggest things Debt and credit issues sometimes are things that people feel very self-conscious about, I think. Right. But it also is one of those things where if you can work together with it, you can just help each other get on the right track. Because that's the last thing you want, right? When you're Right, right. And it's just, it don't... It, to look at it as if it's only baggage that you're bringing to the relationship, I think it'd be very difficult. Right. And if you, as long as you are willing to be open about it and discuss it, there's all different ways. And again, even on the smallest level. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about the other day, uh, you know, we have some of the most basic things that we started to say for, right, with, with regards to budgeting. Uh, and we just decided at one point that we wanted uh, new pots and pans. Yes. Yeah, and, it was fun. We were we were out shopping around Christmas. Right. Yeah. And we saw the ones we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and they were really expensive. <laughs> and we didn't buy Fair them enough. at that moment. Right. That's right. Because we didn't have the money set aside for that. So what did we do then? Well, so so we have we. It's a little bit more uh, complex than this, but it's ultimately it's the envelope way of doing it. Right. So we set up different envelopes with specific things that we want to purchase in the future. Mm-hmm. And we put so much uh, and we try to allocate a certain amount each each month, perhaps, or each quarter, or whatever, that, whatever the item is, of course. And then you consistently do it. And occasionally you can add a little more to it or a little less, depending on what, what the rest of the things in your life look like. Right. But I think it was it was one of those things that was very simple. It was very easy for all of us. And we were able to. To, to purchase a way ahead of schedule mm-hmm. uh, a year later. Well, we delayed <laughs> yeah. it, right. We wanted it right then because they were having their best sale of the year. So we just waited for that best sale to come the back around. Year, and we had all the money set aside. So, you know, be smart when you're purchasing things that, you know, have a significant price tag. And every sale is not always as good of a deal as you think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I have to remind myself, I'm like, you're also, you're costing yourself money by saving it. Sometimes, like, <laughs> right. stop it. And, and every, <laughs> every budget doesn't have to be just about bills. Right. And mortgage and, and so on and so forth. It, you can you can make it a little bit more fun, especially if you have other things to work towards. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. All right. We need to cover some more things that we uh, think can help relationships be more financially healthy when we get back. What do we want to talk about next, Cassandra? We're going to talk about um, having those conversations about expectations. Ah, gotcha. And we'll also talk with you. If you have a question, you can contact us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on The Mom Show. Welcome back to the Mom Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Miss Shannon. Cassandra Brazier from Clear Step Financial and MomsTalkMoney.com is in here. And she was happy, uh, kind enough to bring in her husband. 
who is also a financial professional so that we can get some great information and just kind of see the perspective of how you can keep not only uh, yourself financially healthy, but how that might look if you're trying to keep your relationship financially healthy and getting on those same pages. So if you have a question, Mm -hmm. you can call us at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. But quickly, before we get back to relationships and money and those types of things, Mm -hmm. you do have a great event that's coming up for anybody, right? Yep, there's Mm -hmm. a couple of them. One of them is this Wednesday, the 24th. Mm -hmm. And that's the one that Sunrise Banks is hosting. Yep, well, they're sponsoring it at the Modern Wealth Facility. And you can get information for that on Moms Talk Money, but there's going to be a panel of different experts that all work in and around kind of financially related things. Um, Again, a a psychologist, as well as uh, an attorney, as well as a a journalist, author Mm -hmm. that writes about economics, and then I'll be on there as an advisor. But that will be really great if this is if this topic has at all been helpful for you and you want to take it and expand it to other facets, other relationships in your life, that would be a really good event to attend. Right. So we have that one. And then for all the ladies out there, we have a women in investing event. Wonderful. I love this this event. We do this usually yearly, Mm -hmm. um, but not always. And so November 9th, you can go to, uh, again, the Moms Talk Money page and and click and get registered that way. And and it's just, it's an event for education. We have um, a a national speaker coming in who talks about this, who's an expert in talking about women in retirement and so forth and things, information that's really specific that women need to be aware of specifically. So now men are invited too, but it's really, it's all geared towards information about women in retirement and investing. Right. Which is something that just, you know, statistically we've learned has gotten put off, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times, like we are not historically the ones that handle those type of things. So now we're playing catch up. And we statistically, we live longer. Mm-hmm. A lot right. of times we can be caregivers. We're more likely to possibly need long-term care because we a lot of times are the caregivers and then we live longer and then we may end up needing it ourselves. There's all right. sorts of different facets that can come into play with women specifically. So again, just a great event. So go to momstalkmoney.com and you can register through there on the events that are coming up. And uh, again, I'm just excited about it. Mm-hmm. So we are still talking about relationships and money. And so that's why we have, you know, Mike who's here as well. Mm-hmm. And so what do we want to talk about next, Cassandra? Well, we, we thought it would be good to talk about just getting those expectations uh, out there. Right. Of what, what do you expect it from your financial, whether it's your budget or just your finances in general? And that could pertain to kids. That's one thing that we talked about. and Sure. Family, long-term. Mm-hmm. You, you just mentioned uh, some of the event that will be coming up that we're talking about some of the long-term care. What does that look like for, for you and for if you have uh, aging parents mm. and, and what have you? And that's so, and a conversation that, that we've had. That's yeah, a conversation that we've had very recently. Mm-hmm. And you uh, want to start having those as early as you can, because otherwise it does start again. One of those things where you go, well, this sounds depressing to talk about it, but you're really saying no, have it when you can have it from a position of, uh, uh authority, because right. you can plan ahead and you can be exactly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because what's going to, uh, what would happen? Do one or both of you have a parent that maybe they're not, completely financially stable where they'd be able to take care of themselves or cover the care that that they would want to have or maybe they could but maybe you just want them to, to be with you and if that's your expectation that you're going to care for an aging parent does your spouse know that right is that you know do you know that is there if that's the plan that they're going to move in with you is your house equipped to, to handle that right right those are all things that those are good conversations whether you're a little ways off from that but again those are things that in some ways you can't plan for because you don't know what's going to happen in the future but in some ways you can plan for right 
And just using that example, right? I mean, there's just so many things that fall in tow with making that kind of decision and, and, and the cost, the cost that, could, that, that that also comes along with it. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's one. Again, we, we were talking about things with kids, right? Uh, expenses that you can potentially plan for if you want right. your kids to be involved in different activities. Those are all expenses to talk about having in the budget. Um, are you going to pay for your kid's college? Right. That's a conversation to have because I think right. when I, and this happens, this comes up in conversation when I sit down with people is sometimes one parent will say, absolutely. My parents paid for my college. I want us to cover it. The other parent might say, well, my parents didn't cover any of mine and right. I think they should have some skin in the game too. So that's just, again, one of those conversations, there's not a right or wrong, right? but it's just, what are you going to do as a, as a couple? Completely different methodology sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And I think we had some of those conversations prior to getting married. Mm-hmm. And, and yet they've already some of that has shifted, not necessarily from a college perspective, but from in our in our case with uh, even paying for additional going to a private school or, right. or doing public. And so we've talked a lot at, at length about some of these things and where it might be more beneficial or less beneficial. Mm-hmm. So, again, all those conversations and um, certain things you can plan ahead for certain things, maybe you can't. But if you if you do talk about some of these things along the way, it will have the least impact on your nest egg. Right. Okay. Because it's one of those things where if one of these things comes out of the blue that you really didn't talk about at all, not only could it create stress in your relationship, but it could also really impact your finances. Well, you did say that a lot of these times you a lot of times you do have to up grade or change or challenge some of these conversations that you had. Do you have like some guidelines on how often you should talk about certain things? Mm-hmm. Well, I think even checking in at least monthly can be good. I know some couples that they'll have like a weekly routine that they'll okay. maybe sit down together on a weekly certain day or certain evening together and, and just kind of go over any changes, kind of go over their budget. I think that can be healthy, whether it's weekly, whether it's monthly, but having some kind of an ongoing dialogue about where are we at? Could be quarterly. I mean, I would say at a minimum, probably quarterly. Mm-hmm. Okay, you really should as a couple, right? Right. And then I would also say too, um, it's good to to check in with the, with your financial advisor okay. at least yearly. Right. More often, if you've got major life events, um, if you changed your job, I mean, how many people change jobs nowadays? If you've moved. How many people have moved recently? I mean, this has been a really busy, you know, housing market that we've had all these, you know, people buying and selling and moving and so forth. Um, If you're newly married or if you're newly divorced, those are big life changing events that obviously impact your finances. If you had a new child or if maybe you had a child go off to college, um, right, or get married, all these different things will impact or if you're close to retirement or if you're getting there, if you're within a 10 year window, you're really in that time frame that. You, you want to make sure things are positioned properly. I think most people have that feeling there's no guarantee that the markets will keep going up. I think most of us really know that at one point they're going to have to correct that's healthy right. for the for the markets to do. But we also, if you're in that time frame of you don't have that much time before you retire, you may not want your, your 401k to become a 201k. Right, right. exactly. You may want to be able to preserve that as best you can exactly. going into your last few years before retirement. Mm-hmm. Or if you just retired, those are all some of the things you want to make sure you're checking in with a good financial advisor ongoing as, as any of those things are happening in your life. And yeah. that can help with your with, with your conversations with your spouse, too. I think so as well. And it's those are going to be the most significant aspects mm-hmm. of what you're going to be talking about certainly with a financial advisor, but don't be afraid to address some of the smaller things as well, right? With each other, mm-hmm. maybe not, maybe and not as much with a financial advisor. It might not be as pertinent, 
but I would say don't don't be afraid to to reevaluate some of the things. For us, we we were laughing about this as we were preparing for the show, talking about I love coffee. Yes. I drink oh. I drink way too much coffee. <laughs> love does not uh, even begin to describe uh, your relationship uh, with coffee. Dear. Like if it was between classic cars and coffee, it's coffee. That's I mean, amazing. That's how much I, I love get, coffee. I have friends that are super coffee. into coffee, and oh I'm not gosh. a coffee person either. So I I know that it is based on a, a fanatical you know love of this product. Anyone who knows my husband knows. <laughs> And he loves coffee. <laughs> so what? So did you have to have the discussion on should we get these uh, is a fancy cold brew? So I don't even know the language. But that's exactly <laughs> yeah, right. You got it. All right, you're not a fancy thing at the house. Okay, we'll call it a fancy cold brew. Uh, <laughs> but no, we we did. So we had a couple different uh, things that we did in the past, and it really, it actually, we saved quite a bit. And. and What's funny is I think it's also helped. She's appreciated because I probably have tempered my coffee intake because mm-hmm. of the way we changed some things as well. So, okay. Uh, maybe to my chagrin, uh, I haven't. <laughs> I don't drink as much as I used to. We used to go out for coffee more too, That's which right. we don't. We'll make it at home now. Okay. Yeah. When we were dating and even early on in our marriage, we would go out just in general more. We'd go out and have a few drinks. We'd go out for a happy hour. We'd mm-hmm. go out and have dinner, and we'll still we still do go out. But we don't go out as much and do those things. We'll be more inclined to maybe have a drink at home. Right. Or right. maybe make dinner and have a movie in, right? Because if we're if we're really trying to work towards certain financial goals, we are, both of us, it's it's something that we feel good about doing together because we know we're on the right track for what we're looking to do. Doesn't mean we don't go out. We just went out and had a really nice dinner Friday and celebrated his birthday. Right. But right. so we still do those. But things? it was a celebratory thing. It it's was. not necessarily mm-hmm. something that you do every week. I understand. Right. That. Absolutely. And we still had we ended up coming home and have a couple drinks at home mm-hmm. rather than than spend it out. I mean, a, a bottle of wine at home. Uh, that's a twenty dollar bottle of wine. You're going to get the same thing for seventy five dollars. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Trust me. <laughs> I don't know the markup on coffee, but I know the markup on wine. <laughs> <laughs> it's similar. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Good to know. So no, there's just there's lots of different things. In fact. In fact, we're going to continue this conversation next week um, because there are there's so many different areas that we can get into about ways to really try and um, make those conversations easier right. as a couple. So, I, again, I want to encourage people, if you can make it on Wednesday evening, the 24th, to this event, just expanding the conversation on money and having those conversations, I think it'll be really beneficial for people who are able to be there. And we always encourage people to go back and listen to previous episodes of The Mom Show. You can go to our website, mytalk1071.com, use the keyword mom show. And this is a great strategy for you. I have suggested this before. If you need to have one of these conversations with a significant other and you're sitting there going, ah, I'm a little you know, trepidatious about how are they going to respond i suggest that you download this podcast episode and you can just have it just joyfully playing in the background <laughs> during a meal maybe as you know during the first glass of wine not once or seven glasses in but maybe there just half a glass of wine in it's when crazy. they have a, like, calm a, down a little night. bit right and then as you are having your conversation you go look this sounds like a very pleasant conversation they're suggesting mm-hmm. that you and i have about our financial health <laughs> let's see if we can get on the same page even if there's one or two things that you can take away and just start implementing, I think it can be helpful for people. You just start somewhere. Just start somewhere. Right. right. And don't be, don't be afraid. You know, we talk so much about this that you say setting budgets, as you mentioned earlier, you get a little frustrated going, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to cut everything that I love out of my life. And we've learned from both of your examples. Not necessarily. Mm-mm. We just ask, you know, encourage you to plan for them a little bit better. Right. You might Absolutely. need to temper some things, but you still can have allowances to be able to 
spend money. It's actually more freeing. I would argue that having a certain budget that you stick to is actually more freeing because you know where your boundaries are. You can work within them and then you don't have to worry about, oh my gosh, he's going to say another pair of shoes. (laughs) Right? It's my spending money. Right. (laughs) Well, we are going to uh, continue this conversation next week on The Mom Show. Again, you can find all the information at momstalkmoney.com. Also go to clearstepfinancial.com and you can find them on Facebook as well. We are easily found, as always, at mytalk1071.com, keyword mom show.